The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Michal Martin was with me here on Thursday of last week. And amongst other things, we talked about Ukraine and we talked about the Defence Forces providing some training as well to the Ukrainian military training around demining and medical intervention as well, battlefield medical intervention. And of course, there was a slew of texts that came in suggesting that training like this uh, uh, and other exercises that the uh, Defence Forces are involved with and the Irish government are engaged in undermine Irish neutrality. John O'Brennan, the Jean Monnet professor Professor of European Integration at NUI Maynooth is with me. John, are we militarily neutral? And if so, is there not an argument that this stuff does undermine that neutrality? Well, we are formally non-aligned, whereas politically, minister after minister, Taoiseach after Taoiseach has said we are not um, politically neutral. Neutrality, in my view, Kieran, is an accident of history, something that emerged from our relationship with our former colonial master. We were an island behind an island, if you like. And the difference is today that we are full participants in an increasingly internationalized world. And that brings obligations and it brings responsibilities, especially, in my view, to our European Union partners. So neutrality to me looks childish, it looks emotional, and it looks like something that really doesn't align with our interests in the world as they are now. It always had this sort of mythical sort of element to it. And I think over time, people did build up a significant and emotional attachment to it. And I'm not trying in any way to dismiss that attachment. What I'm saying is that the world has changed very significantly. Ireland has been transformed over the last 50 years of our membership of the EU. And it's simply a fact that the European Union borders a state that is committing genocide against a neighbour and is a direct threat to many of our partner states in the EU. In my view, we cannot any longer operate this ostrich-like mentality saying nothing to do with us, Gov. We have to be prepared to build that Europe that brings us so much prosperity and is so much part of our security. Richard Boy Barrett is with us as well, People Before Profit at TD for Dunleary. Richard, do we need to abandon the romantic attachment we've had to neutrality and accept the reality of our situation and our place in the world, as John no, describes it. I think, I think it's the opposite. I think neutrality is more important than ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with John that it's slightly ill-defined and so people can say different things about what it is. But I have a very clear view of what it is and from where it arose. And I think uh, it is it is totally intertwined with what we are as a state. In other words, the it, our neutrality really flows from the Irish Revolution, from our resistance against an empire... And uh, it was a strike. That revolution was critically not just a, a, a move that was local to Ireland, but it was a strike against the horror of the First World War. Uh, and people like Connolly and the other participants in 1916 very much saw it that way. Uh, Connolly in particular saw the absolute necessity to rise up against the British Empire, not because of just what it had done in Ireland, but because he saw the war as an inter-imperialist slaughter, inter-imperialist slaughter 
where millions of working class people would be sent out to fight each other and that there would be no winners for ordinary people. And I think that perspective on, a, on neutrality, if you like, of opposing conflict between big powers, opposing war and militarism as a way to solve political problems is more important now than it ever has been when you look at the terrifying, quite frankly terrifying uh, conflict that is developing between the NATO, US dominated bloc and Putin's horrible regime that has done horrible things and then you look at China, you look at this is scary stuff and I, I said in the doll on a couple of occasions in the last few weeks that the bulletin of atomic scientists that were set up at the end of the Second World War after the US used bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima where they set this doomsday clock and they are now saying and I think they are right that we are closer to the doomsday of nuclear Armageddon than we've ever been and I think against that background Ireland's voice as a neutral uh, country that says war is not the way to solve these problems that we need to look for other ways to solve political problems. Uh, John, do we not have a a legacy in this country of being the peacemakers and by aligning ourselves with one block over another that becomes undermined. Well, what we're essentially saying there, Kieran, is that countries that are our very close partners in Europe, like the Netherlands, Spain and others, that they are somehow less ethical than we are because they have been part of a military alliance over a long period of time. What I'm saying is that I think we have to confront this. We have to talk honestly about the security landscape that we face beyond our own shores, and we have to reevaluate that policy of neutrality. I'm not arguing for Ireland joining NATO tomorrow. What I'm saying is that in the emerging security landscape in your enormous amount has changed in the last year. For one thing, two of the other neutral states, Finland and Sweden, have both applied to join NATO. Such is the palpable threat from Russian aggression. They have decided to do a 180 degree turn on their post-war policy. That's significant. Other states are uh, improving the amount that they spend necessarily on defence. Germany is doing that through the Zeitenwend. Poland is doing it. Many other states similarly. Now, all I'm saying is I think we, in a situation where one or other of those states were, were to be attacked by Russia, it simply wouldn't be tenable for us or moral or ethical to stay out, to say, for example, we'll help you financially, we'll take your refugees, but we will not go beyond that. I think we have to face up to our responsibilities as part of a bloc that is absolutely central to our geopolitical anchoring in the world that we live in. Richard, so like John's argument is framed very much uh, uh, through Ireland's membership of the European Union and the idea that uh, that as as part of that commitment to our fellow member states, that it's unconscionable really for us to maintain this policy of neutrality. Well, to me, I have the exact opposite of you. I, I find it deeply worrying that Euro- Europe is moving ever more in a militarist direction, is moving ever closer to the NATO military alliance. If a member state were attacked, we should stand back and do nothing. I don't believe that war or us involving ourselves in war to solve these problems will lead to anything other than disaster. Right? War is horrific. And, uh, you know, I mean, I... 
politically stand with the Palestinians resisting an, an illegal occupation of their land and territory, where every single day they are suffering at the hands of an apartheid regime, war crimes are being committed against them, crimes against humanity. I do not, however, argue as a result of that, that the Irish army should go out and give them military assistance or that we should escalate that conflict by sending the Palestinians tanks. Quite frankly, the Palestinians have as much right to tanks as the Ukrainians. But I personally do not believe that would be the best way to go. I think what the world should do is try and hold Israel to account, put pressure on Israel, indeed impose uh, sanctions on Israel. Mm. But I do not think that we should escalate the military conflict. And uh, uh, very importantly in all this, I think we need... Putin is a, a warmonger and an imperialist, but so are the leading powers in NATO. I mean, the United States and Britain, for example, launched a criminal war in Iraq where they killed the best part of a million people. And... The Irish government facilitated that. Now, I don't find what the United States did in Iraq to be any less barbaric than what Putin is doing in Ukraine. So why would we align with either of these warmongers? John? I absolutely agree with Richard on Palestine. I absolutely agree with him on Iraq. I opposed the war vociferously, as so many people did. 20 years ago, we marched in vain against the war to try and prevent its taking place. But there is a qualitative difference here, Richard, and that is our membership of the European Union, where if you're in Estonia right now or Latvia or Lithuania, you experience the Russian threat in an entirely different way. Memories passed down through families of Russian aggression and predation and occupation. We simply don't have that. And I think it does colour our ability to actually look at the world. These are also the states, remember, which when we needed the help concretely after 2016, they gave us their unallied support on Brexit. They supported us all the way when the issue was completely existential for us, the issue of the border. So in my view, we cannot and should not in this type of circumstance, turn around to them and say, sorry, we're with you part of the way, but not the whole way. And for anybody who thinks that the Russian threat to these countries is somehow not real, that's what these people were saying about mm. the Ukraine threat in January of last year. It is real. And if Putin wins in Ukraine, he has said explicitly that there is unfinished business in the Baltic states and elsewhere. Uh, Richard, it, lots of Latvians and Lithuanians have made their home in this country. And for some of them listening, they might think, hold on, if we were invaded, I don't want Richard to support me like he supports the Palestinians. I'd like Richard to support me the way Ukraine is being supported. We'd like some Leopard 2 tanks, please, to fight the Russians. Yeah, I'm sorry, I do not believe that bringing us to the possible brink of a nuclear exchange is a good is a good strategy. That is gambling with the future of this planet. Now, I understand... But is that, that not appeasement in another form? Well, you can say that about any situation. So are we appeasing uh, Israel by not sending uh, tr uh, tanks and missiles to the Palestinians? I mean, I, I do not understand these double standards. I do not understand, for example, how the very same countries who are saying we are standing up for the principle of self-determination uh, in Ukraine and opposing the war crimes of Putin, then sell billions worth of arms to the Saudi dictatorship to prosecute in a war in Yemen. In Yemen. Sorry, there's something not quite right here. 
How is it the regime that cares so much about self-determination in Ukraine doesn't give a damn about uh, self-determination for Yemen or for Palestine? And what that tells me is the United States, the UK, France don't care about self-determination anywhere. What they do care is about their strategic interests. So is your problem, uh, and double, do, is your problem double standards? It's one of the problems. It means that we shouldn't align ourselves with powers that are riddled with double standards and have their own bloody history of imperial and brutal wars. Because Putin is a is a horror show, is a terrible tyrant and a, a dictator and a warmonger, does not mean, therefore, we should join with a load of other warmongers. I don't believe that's the solution. And by the way, in saying that, I am standing in the tradition, and those of us who argue this, are standing in the tradition of the people who led the revolution in this country all of whom signed up to and promoted the idea that mm. Ireland should not align itself with big powers uh, and see warmongering yeah. as a way to solve John, problems in the world. Uh, John, I mean, it, 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 uh, your argument is more straightforward to frame in the, U- in the Ukrainian context, but it does get murkier when you, when you look at the other conflicts that Richard has mentioned, doesn't it? Well, I think Richard's view is very sincerely held and I absolutely respect it. And I know that his view is the majority view in the Irish population, without a doubt. What I'm saying is that I think there's a bigger picture. And it doesn't just apply to Europe, by the way. If you look at the period early last year, the kind of things that the Russian Navy was doing um, just on the south coast, uh, and if you factor in the cyber attack on the HSE, which cost the state 130 million euros, there are different kinds of threats that we face nowadays. They're not just of the traditional kind. Ukraine has reminded us, of course, that the traditional kind of threat is still there. Now, I think we are much, much more interdependent with the world around us than we ever have before. And I think if you also look back, by the way, at the, found, the foundation of the state and those who, people who led the state, actually... They they weren't in favour of neutrality. Sean Lamas very explicitly wanted to join NATO when he was Taoiseach. And every other Taoiseach subsequent to that until very recently has again uh, been in favour, at the very least, of Ireland having a much more hands-on role, at least in defending the Europe that has helped so much to transform Ireland over the last 50 years. Okay, I started with John. Final word, Richard. Well, Lamas, while he was around in that early period, it was it comes quite a lot later, but the, the founders of this state, the people who went out in 1916 and who led the fight, were very clear in opposing all f- form of imperialism and indeed... They weren't up. pacifists, though. Uh, they weren't pacifists. And I, I, I'm not arguing for pacifism. I'm arguing for a, 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 an alternative to militarism and the idea that military conflict between big blocks or states is the way to solve uh, political problems. And uh, to be honest, you see, when we talk about Russian troops doing exercises or ships doing exercises, absolutely shouldn't be there. The fishermen were right to go out and say, get out, get out of here. But neither should a million troops be going through Shannon to prosecute wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But the Irish government or those who are saying, let's get rid of our neutrality are not d- doing anything about that. And to me, that's just as obnoxious as the Russians doing military exercises uh, in the Atlantic off our coast. It says... Uh, John's right in the money we disgraced ourselves with our morally myopic neutrality during World War II and we can't afford to be on the wrong side of history a second time there's no room for moral ambiguity but another listener says it's horrific to listen to people trying to drag the citizens of this country into conflict our neutrality neutrality rather is a great asset and it is disrespectful to future generations of this peaceful nation to suggest otherwise keep the text coming whatever your view happens to be 53106 Richard Boyd Barrett People Before Profit TD for Dunleary John O'Brennan from NUI Manu thank you both very much 
uh, for joining me uh, here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.